old people called them. Now they're called signs. Talk a little bit about that, why people believe in that. Um, but first, uh, can, we, can we get rid of the music, Mark? Turn that music down just completely. Yeah, we're going to talk about the shooting in Texas. I mean, I, I can't read that with that music on. That's just a little bit ridiculous. Um, so we're going to talk about the shooting in Texas, first and foremost. And it's just, uh, I, don't, I, don't know what, um, I don't know what to say. Um, 19 people killed. Um, after some guy went into a school and shot it up. I was listening to a lot of uh, podcasts yesterday that were talking about the shooting. Um, and they're all sort of saying stuff that kind of makes me upset, no matter what side of the aisle that they're on. Um, listening to more right-leaning stuff, you have a lot of these people that are saying... Um, that, oh, Democrats are jumping on this uh, so that they can push gun control. How disgusting is that? How disgusting is it that they're using an event like this to push their agenda? Now, that makes me upset because that's just fucking stupid. I'm sorry, but that's just ridiculous. I mean, I'm sorry, but that's... What is that argument? What are you even saying? What do you want them to talk about the day after a kid who buys a gun legally goes up and shoots a school up? What should we, should we just do thoughts and prayers? Should we do the thoughts and prayers? And, and, and then when everybody forgets about it, then you can try to do something about it. Are we allowed to say that something needs to change? Are we allowed to want things to get better? You want to know what upsets me? Uh, Not, politicians using this to push by the way both sides do that right in the in the middle of the night in chicago you know when a when a woman or not in the middle at five o'clock at night in chicago a woman's pushing her stroller and she gets shot in the face by a gang member you don't think republicans are going to bring that up you don't think republicans are going to try to pass legislation based on the death of that woman you don't think they're going to fly down and meet with that woman who was shot in the face by a gangbanger and try to then push more you know harsher penalties and more police. You don't think they're going to do that over her body? Why is that okay, but trying to push gun control is not okay? Why is that? Why is one of them opportunistic? Um, I think people need to sort of uh, get real. We're so into the politics thing that we forget about the fact that you have 20 parents who sent their kids to school and who tonight are crying themselves to sleep. What upsets me more is the articles that have come out since uh, the shooting. Now, you know, unfortunately, the media makes money when things like this happen. This is what they want. They're going to send reporters down there. They're writing a, lot, writing a lot of stories. Let me just read to you a few of the articles um, that were posted after this. And this is from CNN, NBC, and Fox News. So I tried to get something from everybody. Here's the headlines. Texas school shooting. Who are the victims killed? Now we're going to read about all these kids. And who they were. Texas gunman's mother says teen could be aggressive when mad. Do we give a fuck about this kid and what made him upset? Why is this? Why are we reporting this? Texas school shooting. Now they're, they're saying his name here. I'm not even going to say his name. Told classroom, quote, it's time to die before he started shooting. Why are we reporting this? From the New York Post, photos show moments before sheriff learns daughter died in Texas school shooting. 
So one of the people who died, one of the little girls who was shot, these were all basically third, fourth graders uh, eating their snacks when they were shot in the face. One of them's father was a sheriff. And we have the photos of the sheriff as he is told that his daughter is dead. Would you like to see those photos? Would you like to see the look on his face when he realizes that news? Why are we reporting this? What is wrong with people? I mean, I'm sorry. Like, I'm trying to make this a fun show and everything, but Jesus fucking Christ, man. Why, why are we reporting this? Why is this a thing, this sensationalism? And, and look, I get that people are upset and they want things to change over this, and I agree, but is this what it's going to take? You know, one of these, basically what they did is they took all of these parents once the news broke of the shooting and they brought them to like a town recreation center and they held them there because they didn't know who was dead yet um, and what was happening. Just imagine being one of those parents in that room waiting to see if your child is dead. And they were interviewing the parents as this was happening and one of the fathers said, I hope that my daughter isn't just another number, meaning that I hope my daughter isn't one of the people who was killed. And if she is, she would become just another number. 20 killed here, 20 killed in Sandy Hook, 15 killed in Parkland. Do we remember any of their names? No. No, we don't. So you're damn right people are going to try to pass legislation on this. They're going to try to uh, stop this. They're going to try to do something. Is that fair? Are they allowed to want to do something? Um... Anyway, I just think that... um, I just think that this is terrible. And, um... And it's like, you know, well, we can't do anything about it, so I guess we're just going to, you know, this is just part of life. Um, why is it that, and, and I don't want to go into my opinion here, but let me just ask this. Am I allowed to ask this question? Why is it that to get my driver's license, I had to do a bunch of tests and I had to go to a course and I had to do a bunch of stuff, but to buy a gun, I can just walk in and buy it. it, it like, I don't. I don't really understand that. Why can't I, can't we just decide that that doesn't make any sense? I'm not saying which side of the aisle I'm on. I'm just stating facts. To get a driver's license, you have to go to a class with an adult who's kind of a loser who teaches driver's ed, and you have to listen to him for five classes, and then you have to go in three road tests, and then you have to get an, pass an actual test. Why do we do all that? Why don't we just let people go in and get a driver's license same day, walk in, walk out? Mark, I'm asking uh, you the question here. Why can't they just do that? I really don't know. It makes zero sense. Well, no, no, but why can't we just go in and buy a driver's license like that? Bang, boom. Why can't? Why don't we do that? Why do we make them do tests? Uh, obviously for safety reasons. Yeah, it's dangerous, right? Driving is yeah, dangerous. It's, uh, you're in a death metal machine. Right. You could kill yourself or kill other people. But guns are different, right? Oh, they're toys, obviously. Yeah, so I think that, you know, this is sort of a thing where you have, anyway, and, and again, I don't want to get too political here, but it's just, it's frustrating, man. It's frustrating, because you're like, can we do something? And it's like the same thing over and over again. Like the media is sending their reporters down there, and then there's going to be a one-on-one exclusive between, you know, one of these poor parents and, and Anderson Cooper And then they're going to pack up the cameras and head home when we all move on to the next story. It's just like it's devastating. It's devastating. And I'm not trying to take your guns away. I'm saying, like, why can't we do something? Can we do something? And an argument on the right is like, well, just because of this crisis, we're not going to just throw things against the wall. Well, fuck, uh, as opposed to what, shooting kids against the wall? 
can we can we try something? Can we do something? Can we like have a meeting where we sit down and actually try to come up with a solution? Why do the Democrats want gun control? Because they because they want to take over your life. They want the military to break down your door and control you tyrannically. And they don't want you to have guns for when that happens. Is that why? Are we that? Do we hate the other side that much? Do we hate the other side that much? Do we think that they're so evil that that's really their motive? That's why Nancy Pelosi wants to take my AR-15. Because she wants to control me and she doesn't want me to be armed when the government comes for me. Two things can be true at once, and uh, that doesn't mean that we can't do anything about it. Um, I want to transition away from this story because it's just not because it doesn't deserve the light it does, um, but because I don't know what to say other than that. I could yell about this for the next two hours. Um, Mark, I don't know. You have anything to add? I mean, uh, I mean, we get this happens so I wouldn't say frequently, but it happens often enough that it's just like you know we're all. There's not we've we said everything we can and it's just disheartening that nothing really gets done. You know, as you said, you know, the circus show happens and then, you know, in a week's time you move on and it happens again six months in a year and the cycle repeats. And then of course nothing really gets done to curb any of it. You put more cops in there, it didn't help this time. So what's the answer? Right. Um yeah, let's 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 transition to Mark. Can you play the Facebook clip that I sent you before the show? I I want to illustrate a point with this next clip that we're gonna play, um, because you can understand both sides of the argument. Guys like guns because they're really cool. Can we can we understand that, Mark? Do you accept that? Is that something you can accept? So say that question again. Guns are really cool and guys in general enjoy fighting firing them um i mean i don't i mean they're fun to shoot at a range okay thank you that's, that's all it, i want you know yeah that's all i want to hear so we that we understand we understand that side of the equation right that it's fun to shoot guns that we accept the other side um is that children are getting shot in the face that we also understand so we can understand both sides of the issue and still, you know, try to come to some common ground. We can understand that both things are true. Now you're going to say, Liam, you're strawmanning the pro-gun argument. Okay, what's their real argument? Well, that um, it's important for a society to bear arms. It's in the Constitution that they should bear arms in case of, you know, government tyranny. Okay, well, maybe it make it a little bit harder to get a gun? Is that okay? Can we meet somewhere in the middle? Or do you just have your arms crossed and you're like giving me a dirty look? Wh which one? Are we talking? Are we going to make a deal? Or are you just going to give me your thoughts and prayers and say, yeah, no, let's keep things the way they are? Because that's really what it is. I mean, I, I, for, for people who are listening, they're going to say that I sound partisan right now. Really, I'm just stating facts. Are we going to do some kind of thing about this? Or are we just going to sort of be like, yeah, well, you know, there's always crazy people. And, you know, if he hadn't got a gun, he would have got a knife. And that's just the way it is. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Can we play the clip, Mark? Do we have it ready? Yeah. Okay, so let's play this clip. Um, this is a local news story. And let's just play it. Uh, apologies, it's uh, not playing. 
Do you, should I pull it up on my phone? Just play it into the speaker. We can do that. See how that sounds. All right, we're gonna pull it up uh, the old-fashioned way. What do you say, Mark? Uh, there we go. Oh, you got it. Oh, here we go. We've heard tennis. Tennis is lovely and quiet, but pickleball. There's like so many people playing, so it's mainly the noise of the pickleball paddles. But then the people are loud, and like you know, as with anything, there's some people who aren't very considerate, and they just kind of mm -hmm. feel as like they take over the neighborhood and think that we're lucky to have them in our neighborhood, which it doesn't feel that way all the time because it's so loud and it just there's not much of a break. Eight, nine months a year, you can't open your windows. You ever try and live someplace where you can't open your windows with a racket? That's how loud it is. When I wake up, I hear it. I walk down the steps, I hear it. Open the back door to let the dog out, you hear it. You close the door, you open the windows, you hear it. It's constant, it doesn't stop. All right, that's the story. I like how they played the natural sound of the pickleball in the background so that you could experience what that grumpy man hears all of his life. Wake up in the morning, you hear it. Open a door, you hear it. You ever live in a place you can't open your window? So what are the two... Let's, let's analyze this. So we don't want to get upset. Liam's getting upset. We don't want to talk about guns. So let's talk about pickleball. So what are the two sides to this story here? On one side, you have people who would like to go outside put their shorts on, grab their racket, get some exercise, play a fun game with a friend, play some pickleball, right? For example, Mark and I last weekend, we, you know, put our shorts on, we got our pickleball rackets, we went down to the courts, and we played a nice game of pickleball. It was great. Wasn't it fun, Mark? Loads of fun. It was great. We had a great time. So you have on one side, Mark and I, who want to go out and play pickleball and have fun, some good old-fashioned exercise fun. On the other side, you have people who live next to the courts who are constantly hearing, pow, 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 pow. They can't open their windows. It's annoying. It drives them nuts. And they're fed up. They're frustrated. You heard them. They were, like, upset. And when you first listen to it, you're like, oh, grumpy pants. Stop complaining about that. But then you sort of put yourself in your shoes, and you're like, hey, that's kind of annoying. I kind of get what they're coming from. So, really, you can empathize with both people in this scenario. The pickleball players who want to have a good time and the people who don't want to listen to that all day long. So... In this case, both people can be right, but then again, what are we going to do? Either we stop the people from playing pickleball. Sorry, you just Jesus fucking Christ, why does she always talk when I do my show? So on one side, you either ban the people from playing ball, you, you pave over the pickleball court, or you tell the people too bad, too sad, you have to hear it. Or you come up with some sort of compromise. But in these situations where both sides ha are sort of right... Right? There's some truth to both people's arguments. It doesn't mean that you do nothing because by doing nothing, you're letting the people continue to play pickleball and you're siding with them. And the poor people who have to listen to it all day, you're saying, well, too bad, too sad. It's my right to play pickleball. What's wrong? I never hurt anybody with my pickleball racket. So I'm sort of making an analogy here, but at the end of the day, that's the thing with these issues, and that's where politics becomes difficult. It's easy when it's like, hey, should we put rapists in jail? Yeah, we all agree with that. That's fine. But when it comes to a situation where both people have some truth to their argument, it becomes a lot more difficult to legislate. But it doesn't mean that we can't do anything about it. Maybe there's some sort of compromise. Maybe to get a gun, you need to go to five classes, and then you have to go to gun, gun versus ed instead of driver's ed. 
and you have to sit with a person and learn how to do it. And that whole time, that person is like judging you hardcore and they have a veto and they're allowed to say, no, this person can't get a gun. And they're saying what they say goes. You ever go through the border? You ever talk to those customs agents? How about we get those kinds of guys to judge you really hard and decide if you get to have a gun or not? Would you say? What's that? Excuse me? You understand what you're applying for here, son? This is a loaded firearm. You know what? Get out of my office. You can reapply in 13 months. What? 13 months? 14 months. But I, five years. It should be like that. It should be really, really, really hard. Okay, that's enough of this. Let's move on. So we're going to talk about uh, Johnny Depp and Amber Heard, the trial, right? That's going on right now. Let's try to shift gears here. Stay with me, ladies and gentlemen. So we're going to go to the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard trial. We're going to walk you through it a little bit of the timeline, a little bit of the history. So let's go back, way back, and let's let's play out their relationship. So now we know that um, they're suing each other, what, $200 million and stuff. But let's go back to the beginning. So in 2009... Johnny Depp and Amber Heard met during the filming of The Rum Diary, a film based on the novel of Hunter S. Thompson. So that's when they first met. So then three years later, in 2012, Johnny Depp and Amber Heard began dating. This is in 2012, according to court documents from the trial. The same year, Depp and long-term partner Vanessa Pardee ended their 14-year relationship. So Depp left his partner that he had been with for 15 years. They had two children together, and he got with Amber Heard. This is in 2012. Now, between 2009 and 2012, were they sneaking around doing some funny business? Probably. That we don't have confirmed. Two years later, fast forward 2014, Heard is spotted wearing an engagement ring by the paparazzi. And Depp appears to confirm later on in some interviews that they are getting engaged. Eventually, the engagement is confirmed. That comes in 2014. One year later, Heard and Depp get married in a private ceremony. The couple come under fire for sneaking their dogs, Pistol and Boo, into Australia. The pair later release an apology video. So they had their uh, honeymoon or their wedding in Australia. They snuck their dogs in. Is there like a law against bringing in dogs to Australia? Oh, Mark is chiming in. Yeah, there's uh, Australia's very uh, strict about bringing uh, animals in, especially without uh, really? like consent. Like a lot of uh, legal red tape to bring in an animal to wow. Australia. How did you know that, Mark? The Simpsons. Oh, okay, cool. Well, awesome. All right, well, so they snuck their dogs in. This was in 2015 when they got married. Um, Heard is eventually charged with two counts of illegally importing pistol and boo. Not a pistol like a gun. That's fine. You can bring in as many guns as you want and go shoot up schools. You just can't bring in dogs um, into Australia. And one count of producing a false document. So this is in 2015. One year later, in 2016, in May, Heard files for divorce. So let's remember, they were engaged in 2014. They were married in 2015. And by 2016, right, uh, Heard files for divorce and is granted temporary restraining order. We all know what that is. Against Johnny Depp. Heard claims that Depp had thrown a phone at her, leaving her bruised. Thrown a phone at her, leaving her bruised. I'll let you decide what you think about that. Quote, during the entirety of our relationship, Johnny Depp has been verbally and physically abusive to me, Heard said in a sworn declaration. Quote, he has a short fuse. He is often paranoid about, and his temper is... Let's restart that. Quote, he has a short fuse. He is often paranoid. And his temper is exceptionally scary for me. She wrote that she was living, quote, in fear that Johnny will return to our house unannounced and terrorize me physically and emotionally. So she's worried Johnny Depp is going to show up to her house and be like, hey, you, 
Uh, come here, I'm throwing a phone at you. Not really sure what his accent is. A judge rejected Heard's request that Depp attend a year's worth of anger management classes and refused to extend the protective order to the couple's dogs. Okay, so we're starting to get an image of Heard, right? So a year after they're married, she divorces, she files for divorce. She gets a restraining order against him, which the judge grants. Now, judges will usually grant these, especially in the beginning. If you go to a judge and you file for an emergency restraining order, it's very rare that the judge is going to be like, no, you're fine. He's obviously going to give it to you. So she gets one granted for her, but she wants a restraining order for the dogs too. And the judge is like, no, I'm not giving you that. She also wants Depp to be forced to have a year of anger management. And the judge is like, no, we're not doing that either. Police did not press charges against Depp, who also denied attacking the actress. So he denied throwing the phone at her. Later in a joint statement, the couple announced that they had settled their divorce. This is all in 2016, again, a year after they're married. Quote, our relationship was intensely passionate and at times volatile, but always bound by love, the statement said. Adding that the herd would be donating any proceeds from their settlement to charity. Okay, so this is a statement that they put out together. I'll read it one more time. Our relationship was intensely passionate and at times volatile, but always bound by love. Okay, not sure that it was bound by love. Not sure. We know that it was intense. Right? They would get into these big arguments, big, big, big heated arguments, and then they would probably have big, big, big heated sex. This is what we know about their relationship. Um, not sure that that's love. In 2017, this is two years after the divorce, the couple's divorce is finally finalized. So she files in 2016, a year after the wedding, and then 2017, it is finalized, meaning you know, they go through that uh, thing where the lawyers talk to each other. They decide, you want the house, I want this, I want that. And they get it all finalized by 2017. In 2018, Heard, Amber Heard, writes an op-ed for the Washington Post at the heart of the defamation lawsuit. So this is really where this defamation lawsuit that we're building up to started when she writes this op-ed in 2018. In the op-ed, she writes, quote, I became a public figure representing domestic abuse and I felt the full force of our culture's wrath for women who speak out. So she's saying that the society is mean to women who speak out about domestic abuse. Now she's writing this op-ed in the Washington Post saying that she's a victim of domestic abuse after she gets out of a relationship with Johnny Depp. So when you have somebody who just gets out of a relationship, just gets out of divorce, where she accused the person of throwing a phone at her, where she accused the person of being physically violent with them, where she tried to get a restraining order against them, was granted one by the judge, tried to get a restraining order against the dogs, tried to get the person to go to anger management, and then writes something in the Washington Post about being the victim of domestic abuse, who do you think we're talking about here? At the crux of the article, Heard asked for support for women experiencing domestic violence. Quote, we have an opening now to bolster and build institutions protective of women. For starters, Congress can reauthorize and strengthen the Violence Against Women Act, which they did. It's one of the first things Joe Biden did, uh, in, or, or the Democratic Congress did, when it was uh, elected in 2020. So in 2019, a year after this article, Depp sues Amber Heard for defamation, claiming the Post article was a ruse for Heard to gin up positive press for herself. Depp also claims that she is not the victim of domestic violence, but instead the perpetrator. Depp seeks $50 million in damages. So Depp is like, hey, you just wrote this article basically about me. And really, you're the one who's a domestic violence person. But what her defense becomes is that, well, I never mentioned you in the Washington Post article. I just said that I was the victim of domestic assault. But again, she just got out of a relationship with him and accused him of all those things and got that uh, restraining order. Da, 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 da. So we know that she's pretty much talking about him. 
So he sues her for $50 million in damages in 2019. In 2020, audio of Heard allegedly saying she hit Johnny Depp is published by the Daily Mail. Ah, ah, ah. So we get some evidence that actually she abused Johnny Depp. Later in a libel trial is held in the United Kingdom over the British newspaper, quote, The Sun, calling Depp a wife beater. So The Sun is a newspaper in Britain, and they called Johnny Depp a wife beater. Depp sues both executive editor Dan Wooden and The Sun's parent company, News Group Newspapers. Depp's ex-partner, Paradise, or is it Paradise or Paradise or Paradis? Let's call her Paradise, like a stripper. Excuse me. Mark? No idea. Okay, let's call her Paradise. Depp's ex-partner Paradise defends Depp by submitting a statement saying the actor is the, quote, the farthest thing from a violent person. Ah, ah, ah. Okay, so the tables are starting to turn against Amber Heard because now you have Johnny Depp's ex-wife, Paradise, which you remember, he was with her for 14 years when he left her for Heard. And she writes a sworn statement saying he's the farthest thing from a violent person. Depp brings forward claims that Heard had affairs with businessman Elon Musk and actor James Franco. He also claims Heard put her own fecal matter in their bed and was physically violent towards him. Okay, so we know she did have the relationship with Musk and Franco because we do have pictures of that. As for the poop in the bed, we don't really have any uh, proof other than the person who found it, which was one of Johnny Depp's houseworkers, and Johnny Depp who also says it. So, um... So, yeah, then you have in 20, where are we now? What year are we now? We're in 2020. Okay, so not that long ago. Domestic abuse victims must never be silenced, and we thank the judge for his careful consideration and thank Amber Heard for her courage in giving evidence to the court, the newspaper said in a statement. So this is, again, after that trial. After the ruling, Depp posted a statement on Instagram saying he had been asked to exit the Fantastic Beast franchise. So Depp is starting to lose work over this. Quote, I wish... To let you know that I have been asked to resign by Warner Brothers from my role as Grinwald in the Fantastic Beasts, and I have respected and agreed to that request. So now Depp is like, all right, you're starting to cost me my career. I've just been asked to leave this franchise. So in 2021, Heard countersues Depp for $100 million, right? So remember, Depp was suing her for $50 million in 2019 for that article that she wrote, and now she countersues for $100 million. Fast forward to April 2020 or excuse me, uh, 2022. On April 11th, weeks-long defamation trial kicks off with Heard and Depp appearing in court in Fairfax County, Virginia. So this is all leading up to what we're doing right now. That's all of the background on the situation, all leading up to the trial right now, where they're both suing each other for tens of millions of dollars, in one case, $100 million. In the defense's opening statement, attorney Benjamin reads the entirety of Heard's post-op-ed to the jury and tells them that the actor exercised her right to free speech. Yeah, she did. But free speech doesn't mean that you're not liable for what you say. If I go out on the microphone and I say, you know, Mark is the worst producer ever. Uh, he assaulted me in the studio. and uh, you're gonna, I'm going to see your ass in court, Liam. Yeah, exactly. He's going to sue me for, for libel. Right? You can't do that. Or slander. Slander is when it's spoken, libel is when it's written. Well, I'll write it down. I'll write down a oh, strongly so both, worded huh? statement. S- slander and libel. Yeah, I'm going right. to hit you with oh, a double bro, whammy. I'm, I'm coming for you. Ten I'll- cents. <laughs> yeah, well, it would all then, see, then, um, then what Mark would have to prove is that I cost him damage to his career. So if I go out and I, you know, write it down on a piece of paper and I put it in my closet and Mark breaks into my apartment and he finds it, you know, that, he doesn't really have a case. 
But if I if I go out on the on the on the air, and then I post it on TikTok and it goes viral, just like a lot of my stuff goes viral, as you know, um, and everybody sees it, and then you know, my boss Geo fires Mark, and then Mark can't find another job, and then he would have a real case against me. So yeah. So this is where we are right now. This is where we are right now. And in fact, today in court, they are talking about... Um, um, what did I pull up that they're talking about today? Um, Kill my victim. Amber Heard takes the stand. Johnny Depp's live stream defamation trial. But that's basically where we're at. So she has a right in as an American to say that. But then it's like, yeah, but you're kind of talking about your partner. And so this is what the jury is going to have to decide. And this is what the job of the jury is. Right? So sort of an interesting case. Um, more interesting when you know the background and that they're not just two rich people going at each other in court, which is kind of what they're doing. But it starts to get into problems when they can't work anymore because of this. Now, I would argue that any press is good press. Who did we learn that from? The Kardashians. What was uh, Kim Kardashian's claim to fame? Sex tape. Okay. Well, that was a more of a rhetorical question, but thank you, Mark. Um, you know, and she ended up becoming a kajillionaire because of it. So if Johnny Depp comes out with a movie next year, sort of an action comedy, and there's a few clips of him like in the trailer, this summer, Johnny Depp. Yeah, I don't believe so. It's like him in a Ferrari in some like place. Like, we're all going to go see that movie, man. Come on. Johnny Depp and Amber Heard come together this summer. You know what I mean? We'd all go see that. Right? More than a Marvel movie. But I digress. Um, all right, Mark, let's wrap it up here because we do have a webinar coming up. Can we play the clip of the TikTok that I sent you? Do you have that one pulled up? Okay, well, hold on a second here. You have it pulled up, but, but let's hold on. Okay. So let's move on to science. So I'm sure you guys know, this is something that's more popular uh, with girls, I would say. In my experience, ah, don't come at me. Uh, more popular with girls than with boys. In my experience, where girls um, are really obsessed with their, not all girls, some, I'm trying to tread lightly here, but um, are, are, are sort of like really into their signs. Now, your sign is based on the month you were born. Right, Mark? Or is it like a time of year? It's a uh, it's month, like a time frame. Yeah, time frame that you were born. So it's I'm like a Virgo. I'm a Virgo. Mark, what are you? I'm a Cancer. You're Cancer? Um, do you feel like you're like a Cancer when you read about Cancers? Uh, I feel like I'm everything when I read everything. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so that's what we're going to sort of get to. But but anyway, um, so yeah, so people are really obsessed with this. And then they take it, they take it really far. They're like, what minute of what hour were you born? Oh, well, Pluto was in this position, so that means that you are, I don't know. I don't know. I, I got nothing. Well, I have something, but I don't want to say it because I don't want to get in trouble. But anyway, um, so this video, this guy, he's pretty funny. He goes up to this girl, and I'll just play it. We'll just play the video. Here we go. You know your horoscope? I do. I'm a Sagittarius. Oh, you're a Sagittarius? Yeah. So, like, you know your traits and stuff. I do. Intelligent, dependable, hardworking, dedicated, and stubborn. That describe you? That's me in a nutshell. That's you in a nutshell. Have you believed in horoscopes for a while? I have. For me, it's very accurate. Yeah. For a lot of Sagittarius, yeah. it's, it's very Well, that's, this is a... I just read this is Taurus traits. Those are Taurus traits? Yeah. So, if you look up Sagittarius... Oh, okay. Hang on. Let me, they're all... Hyper-emotional and spiteful. 
So that is that you? Nice. Uh, it is. We'll oh, that's that's this is cancer. No, it's Sagittarius. Oh. <laughs> okay. All right. So she's busted. She's busted. Now, to be fair, she had a camera in her face and everything like that. But what it comes down to is that it's like the all the traits sort of apply to everybody. You know what I mean? Like, you know, stubborn. Like, we're all kind of stubborn in our own ways. Hardworking. We're all sort of hardworking in our own ways. Right? And and the, the traits are sometimes sort of like compliments. So you don't want to be like, well, that's not like me. You know? Hardworking, disciplined... Uh, cares about others, empathetic, loving. You don't want to be like, no, 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 that's not me. No, I'm not any of those things. No, 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 no. You know what I mean? So it's kind of a scam. Now, what upsets me with this, what I'll, I'll end with quickly, is that some of the people I've met in my life who follow this thing think religion is really stupid. They think that religion is for suckers and believing in God is dumb, and yet they look to Saturn to tell them how they're supposed to feel that day. You know, they listen to people delivering sermons and God will come down and he will bless you because when you work for the Lord, the Lord works for you. And they say, OK, well, that's a bunch of crap. That's not that's nonsense. And then they'll go on their Spotify app and they'll listen to their daily horoscope. Today, the Saturn moon is rising. You will feel pressure to perform, but you will pull through and persevere as the Eastern moon rises into the sunset. And they listen to it and they're like, mm, yeah. And it's like, hey man, I think you need to be a little bit more self-aware. How about we just let everybody do what they want to do and let's not judge each other. And if the whole Saturn moon rising thing, I see the Saturn moon rising. If, if that Saturn moon rising thing works for you, then, then great. That great. And if the God, you know, thing works for you, then great. Good for you. Let's everybody stop trying to um, control other people and judge other people, huh? This woman just made a fool of herself in this TikTok video. I thought it was very funny for comedic purposes. But um, at the end of the day, you know, what does she know? Clearly not much about her horoscope. Yes, Mark? No, I'm good. Okay. Um, do you believe in horoscope stuff? No, but I indulge people. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they love talking about it, right? But they, but also the God people love talking about God. So it's like, you know, they both believe in their own thing. And I respect both of them. I would say there's about equal as much proof of both of them. Now, let me just say this quickly. I got into an argument with this person once because they told me, well, no, Liam, there's not just as much proof because God is made up from an old book that happened a long time ago and there's no proof of him. When actually the moon controls the tides and our bodies are 70% water and therefore the moon controls our bodies and our moods. And I was like, oh, I don't, I don't, by the associative property, I have to accept all of that stuff. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't, I don't know that that's true. I mean, the sun controls our mood, how much like sun we get, but that doesn't mean because the sun is at the Eastern point of the earth that I'm, that I'm going to have good luck today. I mean, for God's sake, what are we even talking about here? You know, I think people just use anything to justify what they believe. And I'm sure if you talk to somebody about God, they would have proof that God exists. <laughs> What's that, Mark? I'm stretching. I'm tired. <laughs> okay. Well, we're putting Mark to sleep. So let's call it a day here. 
Um, thanks for listening, everybody. We hope you enjoyed the show. Um, and, you know, um, it's, um, it, it is what it is, man. I, I don't have anything else for you. Uh, thanks for listening. We will see you back next week. Bye, everybody. <laughs>